This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, it, it seems like it worked out. And, um, and I think that's probably the biggest difference between this offseason and last is uh, really being patient with how they've, how they've uh, you know, who they pursued and how they pursued them and, and, you know, been very selective and not settled. And, um, and, and I mean, cause yeah, like they could have a roster by now. Memphis, Memphis could have a complete roster by now, more than likely. I would, I would, I would be willing to bet, but uh, they don't. And they, I, I think that they feel like that they'll be better for it because they've been so patient. Yeah. It seems to me like the bottom line is, it felt like last year they were trying to get a roster and like they they yeah. were they were willing to just take guys even if they weren't like ideal fits. It feels like this year they don't want to take guys just to take guys. They're somewhat okay with what they've got. They want to get the right guy. If they're adding, they want to make sure that they're the right guys to add. Yeah, I mean fit is is you said it exactly right there. Fit is is paramount, I think. Uh where maybe last year it wasn't. And that's nothing against the guys that they got last year, you know, Keontae Kennedy worked out. He came in relatively late and he was their best three point shooter for a lot of the season. Um, you know, Elijah McCadden played, you know, he, he gave Memphis something that it needed, um, especially in the second half of the season. Um, you know, Demarie Franklin, you know, I don't think you win the UCF game at FedEx forum without him. 
So, uh, but, you know, this season, again, it feels, it feels like they're being a little more selective, and, and I think uh, that's going to pay off. I mean, it seems like it already is Jordan Brown and now potentially Javon Quinterly. Munns, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Jason. All right. Bye, y'all. That was Jason Munns, Tiger basketball beat writer over at the Commercial Appeal. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Munsley. So we'll see on the Javon Quinterly front. They go to the Dominican Republic for that summer trip on August 1st. So that, to me, that's the next target date, if you will. Like, I would hope, your hope is, if you're a Memphis fan, everyone's in place by then. You want to take the full roster to that. Yeah, that, that seems more than reasonable. All right, we come back at the second hour of the show. We got the list. We got to talk about the Bob Huggins situation at West Virginia, the Pat Fitzgerald hazing, maybe racism situation at Northwestern, uh, home run derbies tonight. We've got a Grizzly Summer League game at 5 o'clock that we've got to look ahead to. And, oh, by the way, Jeffrey went to Bucky's for the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so lots and lots to get to in the second hour of the show. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. Robert Irwin Jewelers is the number one place to buy engagement rings. Why, may you ask? Because you get more choices. In addition to carrying one of the largest collections of natural diamonds, Robert Irwin Jewelers also has the large selection of lab-grown diamonds, giving you even more choices. They even make it very, very easy for you to design a custom engagement ring, and it's also risk-free. You can have it your way. Every designer diamond engagement ring mounting at Robert Irwin Jewelers is fully customizable to accommodate the center diamond size and the shape of your choice. Plus, you can choose from yellow, white, or rose gold. If you can dream it, Robert Irwin Jewelers can make it. Robert Irwin Jewelers can make your engagement ring from a picture or a drawing, making it possible for you to create a ring that is uniquely yours. Robert Irwin Jewelers has been in business since 1977, and with over four decades of experience in the jewelry business, Robert Irwin Jewelers has become a trusted name known for providing timeless treasures for generations of families. Right now, also going on at Robert Irwin Jewelers is the Summer of 1,000 Engagements. So that means you can ask her now and pay later with great financing options, like 24 months deferred interest, or you can take up to 60 months to pay at a low APR. And for a limited time, you can save up to 40% off ready-to-wear diamond engagement rings. And if you're already married, and maybe you already have that engagement ring, maybe you just want to upgrade it, you can do so at Robert Irwin Jewelers. They'll help you out there. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers, or you can shop online at rijewelers.com. Let's get into the list. Giannato and Jeffrey keep a list of the stories and people they need to talk about. Being on the list can be a good or bad thing. Listen to find out who made it and why. This is The List. You just made the list! On Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. Northwestern football. You just made the list! Who boy. So this was not a... Uh... Not the most well-executed Friday news dump by the North by Northwestern University. Um, so they released on Friday an executive summary of an investigation into hazing that was conducted by an independent investigator after a former player, I believe, one former player, and then I think they all, they also obviously interviewed interviewed other, other people alleged uh, widespread hazing within the program, some hazing allegations. Um, And subsequently, Northwestern, in their executive summary, deemed it serious enough to suspend Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks, I believe, during this offseason. Subsequent to that executive summary being released Friday, the Daily Northwestern, the student newspaper, 
at um, at the uh, at, at Northwestern uh, released a report with an uh, a, a anonymously sourced player or anonymous player who uh, described some uh, pretty. Ugly things. This is the former player said he reported his experiences to the university in late November 2022. He alleges that much of the team's hazing centered around a practice dubbed running, which was used to punish team members, primarily freshmen, for mistakes made on the field and in practice. If a player was selected for running, uh, the player, uh, this anonymous player said, they would be restrained by a group of eight to ten upperclassmen dressed in various purge-like masks who would then begin dry humping the victim in a dark locker room. Um, the daily, uh, the Northwestern, the newspaper obtained images of whiteboards labeled, quote, runs giving and Shrek's list containing a list of names indicating players uh, that the player said needed to be quote ran. Um, the player said the tradition was especially common during training camp and around Thanksgiving and Christmas, which he said the team called runs giving and runs miss. Um, it's done under this smoke and mirror of quote, Oh, this is team bonding, but no, this is sexual abuse. Um, so there you go. Um, you've got that subsequent to that report, the president at Northwestern came out and said, basically, well, maybe we didn't punish, uh, Pat Fitzgerald enough. Uh, we're going to have to recon, we're going to reconsider this. Um, and then today, well, and then you've also you had then the Northwestern a, a letter from quote the entire team that was apparently drafted by like five or six leaders on the team, but saying but basically saying this is a this former player, the anonymous player, was really this is all overblown and this player is out to get Pat Fitzgerald fired, essentially. Didn't like it disgruntled but portrayed him as a disgruntled former player who was really it wasn't this isn't a whistleblower. This guy's just trying to get Pat Fitzgerald fired. Now, today, from the Northwestern Student Newspaper, good work by those by, by them o- over there, they have three former Northwestern football players describing a, quote, culture of enabling racism, uh, including one player from 2005 to 08, Ramon Diaz Jr., who went on the record um, and said... Uh, Quote, I didn't feel like I could be anything other than white. He's Latino, Ramon Diaz Jr. We never felt like we could be ourselves. We had to fit in by being white or acting white or laughing at our own people. Another player who asked to remain anonymous and played through the 09 season said racism on the team was often blatant. He alleged that Pat Fitzgerald would ask black players and coaches to cut off longer hairstyles, including dreadlocks, so that they were more in line with what Fitzgerald called the wildcat way. The player said this phrase, along with, quote, good, clean American fun, was used often by coaches to reference how they wanted players to look and act. Um, so there you go. Um, now we've got charges of. No, not charges. Wh- allegations. Not allegations of widespread hazing and racism within the Northwestern program. S- not directly implicating Pat Fitzgerald, it appears. I mean, maybe the racism part, uh, but certainly like the implication being he was aware this was going on and didn't do anything to put a stop to it. Uh, very clearly, this is a this is a for that program. Um, 
I mean, if if this stuff is true, it's awful. It's like you know, it's like this guy Pat Fitz. Like I think about it in context, frankly, of like like Michigan almost hired this guy, and it sounds like whether this stuff is like overblown or not, the fact that some like even if some of it's true is pretty disturbing. Yeah, I I mean, to me, what it really boils down to is when you conducted the investigation, did you? Like to me, like it's the okay. They were they released the executive summary. Clearly, which, they, something. Which was, I will I will give them credit. Releasing the executive summary is more than a lot of programs do when there's this, well, like, especially in a private school. Sure, where they don't they're not you know they don't have they're not they they don't have, they're not subject to freedom of information requests. Correct. What did you find? Well, that's the thing. It, it, to me. What what's interesting is clearly something was wrong because they decided to suspend Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks before all these reports came out. When they did the when they did the investigation, something clearly wasn't right because they decided to suspend Pat Fitzgerald for a couple weeks. Now maybe it's not as bad, quote unquote, bad as some of these reports are making it out to be, but clearly this third party investigation determined that Pat Fitzgerald did something incorrectly here. Or was at fault in some form or fashion? Yeah, I mean, like, in the end, I guess he's the one. It's his program, whatnot. Yes. But, like, I guess it feels to me like this is, like, uh, salacious story bingo. Mm-hmm. And that, all right, we've got powerful football coach. Although, I would beg, to, I would like to know, how much power does the Northwestern football coach have? I mean. Well, I think it's it's not necessarily powerful as much as, like, he's a symbol. You know, he's, like. He's a north. He's like the Northwestern guy from the best Northwestern team ever. You right. Know, he was on that Rose Bowl team, and he's he's been there basically now, going on thirty years as a player or a coach, including the last ten years where, like, frankly, it sounds like he's turned down some quote unquote better jobs to stay at Northwestern, and to the point that they're investing a ton. Like they have been so appreciative of him. They they respect him. His loyalty. That they've invested a lot into that program in recent no, years. No, I mean, they're getting a new stadium or they're redoing the stadium. They're getting the a new, like, headquarters. They've already done that. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, do people get upset when Deion Sanders tells his players to cut his hair? Because he does the same thing. Yeah, I'm a little less. Like, the the racism thing is. is like, a, I do respect the guy that at least put his name out there. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, if you're. Ramon Diaz yeah, at Jr. Least, yeah. At least putting your name out there. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, that this. This to me just strikes me as, you know, we we want to believe like all these people like lo- show us loyalty, stay with the team, it's whatnot. It's like well, Pat Fitzgerald to me is like a reminder of I don't know, man. Like eventually they're gonna get you. So well, and I would say this: like you can say like if this running thing is accurate or like close to accurate, he, he can't be the coach anymore. The fact that that was like a thing that was going on within the program, whether he like. Agreed with it or not, he allowed it to continue. It appears for a long time. Like you can't have that. You can like you can't have that out in the open. You cannot employ someone who you know. Like you know, if it stayed behind the scenes, I guess he could remain the coach. But like that that stuff is unacceptable. Yeah, but it also strikes me as it's so bizarre that I have a tough time buying into like it happened that way. Like that's. Mark, we've both been in locker rooms. Like, that's like that's nothing like a... I've never experienced... Like, I can't imagine... Like, I remember there were, like, times where, like, someone got... Like, when I was, like, doing high school sports... Yeah. Where someone got, like, pinned down to the ground 
you know, and like guy farted in your face. Yeah, like yeah. something like that. Like never, I've never a good clean like, American fun. Yeah, I never saw. Well, don't use that phrase. That's not. That's not good. That's not good. It's almost like that's what I was doing. Um, I've never seen. I, I can't. I mean, I've never even heard of like some of this stuff is just bizarre. Like dry humping. Like I, I don't know. I, I can tell you this: it's going to be a very di- like one. Pat Fitzgerald had not had the past like since the pandemic. He has not been good. Like that team has. Well, not- I mean, this is so. Neil Neil McCready and I have have talked about this on his show. I think one of the byproducts that we're going to start to see as we move forward, where coaches are getting paid what they're getting paid, and there's going to be all this pressure to flip rosters and win. If you are a coach and you hit a rough patch, you better be squeaky freaking clean because I think this is going to be the new way to get out of paying these guys. Why? Yeah, I don't think this was generated by the school. But that's what I'm saying. But I'm like, in the end, Pat Fitzgerald. Do you think he keeps his job from this? I don't. I think ultimately there's going to be some sort of. I mean, parting it feels like ways. it feels like that's where it's trending. And now at the same time, I thought Kirk Ferentz was going to have a parting of the ways. Remember, but when I he, guess this. Okay, this is the perfect example. Kirk Ferentz to me is a very different situation. The racist, what was it? The racist. We well, had the racist strength and conditioning coach, the Urban Meyer hired, by the way, yeah. uh, at at uh, Jacksonville. But Kirk Ferentz, to me, has way more power at Iowa than Kirk than I mean, than Pat Fitzgerald yeah, ulti- has ulti- at Northwestern. Like, ultimately, Northwestern doesn't care. Correct. Like, ultimately, like, Northwestern's home football games are usually, like, when Michigan plays Northwestern, it's a bunch of Michigan fans. When right. Ohio State plays Northwestern, a bunch of Ohio State fans. But I also don't get the sense that, like, Pat Fitzgerald is, like, wielding his power so that he can uh, create this culture. Whereas Ferentz, it seems to be, like, that seems to be the case. Like, you know, you keep employing your son despite the fact that, like, he has no business running an offense. Like, well, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. It'll be interesting how this shakes out. I, I, my gut tells me Pat Fitzgerald has coached his last game at Northwestern. Yeah, and I mean to me, like though, the bigger deal is, I think you're going to start to see. I think Mark these private school jobs. I think they're going to be the worst jobs in in all of college football, like Stanford. Oh, you mean like the academic, not necessarily private. It's but not like even, academic. Yeah, it's the it's so cool. schools that are Georgia you know, Tech's running schools into schools that are like, harder to get into, and it's not even necessarily that it's administrations that aren't willing to play ball. Like yeah. Northwestern's not going to just let in senior transfers to go into their business school. Like yeah. that's the problem that Stanford has, and you saw David Shaw. Like in the end, like that's kind of what drove David Shaw out. But yeah. I think what we're also what we're going to start seeing. What do you think the average life cycle of a college football coach is going to be? I don't know. Depends where. It's just like always. Yeah. Like, you know, like the life cycle of an Auburn coach wasn't, I guess, you know what, for all the, like, stuff Auburn gets, for instance, like, Gus Malzahn was there a while. It just happened to be every year it felt yeah, like he just, was on the hot on, seat. It's, it gets chaotic. You know, Tuberville was there for a while. He just was on the hot seat. It felt like yeah, I think every eleven year. years. Terry Bowden yeah. was there for a while. It just felt like when Terry Bowden at, he was at Auburn, he was at right? Auburn. Yeah. He kind of got some NCA stuff, and then yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens at Northwestern, but uh, not a good not a good weekend for that school. And and frankly, like the way they've gone about this, like I do think probably their best route right now just release the whole report, let people digest it for themselves. 
don't don't hide behind it anymore. You made a mistake already putting out this executive summary of it, um, and you're yeah. allowing you're just gonna you're just gonna allow little drip by drip of this to come out, and it's just like you need to you need you, you need to make a decision whether to amputate or not right now. Like if I'm not, yeah, I, mean, I think that's another big problem though that they're gonna face is like in the end they're like, all right, this is the punishment that we saw fit, and now. You get some public backlash, and now it looks like you're waffling. And well, it's- already, they've already done that. The president has already made. The, I agree with you. The, the president should not put out a statement like, "Well, now I'm going to recons. Now I'm going to reconsider because you know, essentially, the student newspaper put out something that everyone is kind of like, ugh. Because um, now it seems to me he's put his head on the chopping block too a little bit here. Like if I'm. You know, I don't think it. I mean, I'm just not up to date on the. And oh, by the way, you know, know, this could get even more wise. I mean, I'll tell you this: his head's on the chopping block. If people want his head on the chopping block, you know who was the AD at Northwestern during when many of these allegations were made? The new ACC. It's the ACC commissioner. Like this thing, this king could mushroom. Um, You know, this really could be, uh, you know, really problematic. And uh, it's certainly whether he survives or not. Pat Fitzgerald's reputation has taken a hit. Yeah, I don't know. I guess though, the other thing that I keep thinking about is like, how He's many kind of like viewed as like the all American guy, and I don't think whether whether yeah, and that's no, always a, like, like that's the bigger problem. The bigger problem in college sports is we've created this cult of personality with coaches. You no, know, we write about the culture they've yeah, done. Like, it's it's like, like we're there for like the games and like yes. five minutes of practice. Like how how can you determine whether a culture's good? Like I mean, honestly, like Ryan Silverfield, frankly. Co- always talks about the culture within the building. Like last season, it was a lot, you know, I love this team, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, you know, like I never really wrote about it. Not because like, I don't think Ryan was doing a bad job. Like, like I thought Ryan was doing a bad job at building a culture. It's just like, you know, like half the team left via the transfer portal this off season. Like how, well, you know, I mean, how can you have a good, you know, like, how do you know? What how do you the culture build a culture? Is? Like, yeah, you- like it's just, you know, like you're trying to, but ultimately like, you know, like even the Grizzlies, they talk to, you know, you hear Taylor Jenkins talk about the culture, the culture, the culture. And then like, you know, how good was the culture once, you know, like they ran into some issues with John Morant. Like it wasn't, you know, the culture didn't necessarily hold up to all that. They had to, br- they're having to bring in these, you know, reinforcements because the culture didn't hold up. Well, they're up. changing the culture. Yeah, like it didn't hold up to all that. Um, so, I don't know. I just think, I think this is going to be a byproduct of the more and more college teams become like mercenaries which is what, which is what it feels like we have right now. Yeah. Because I don't did you see did you see the Athletics college football survey? So it came out like wherever the they've sent the question. They haven't done the findings yet. But the thing that was fascinating to me was the general tenor of every question that was asked is do you care about college football as much call, now? Do we call it the Athletic College Football Poll or do we call it the New York Times Athletic? It was the, the at the Times time it was the poll. Athletic. Okay. Yeah, because now the athletic is the New York Times. But I mean, to me, it's like you think about it's a sport that doesn't exactly do well with crises to begin with, and then you you factor in the the transfer waiver getting coming into the play at the same time that name, image, and likeness like essentially we've made pay for play completely legal. They have free agency each and every year, and then you have this just wild pot of players because you started granting extra eligibility for COVID and whatnot. 
And it just created like this just mess. And I don't know how you're going to sort through it. And I don't know. The, the more and more that I think about it, it's like, I just think the byproduct is going to be shorter shelf lives for coaches. Speaking of a mess and uh, coaches, Bob Huggins. You just made the list. Uh, Jeffrey, remember how we thought Bob Huggins had quietly, you know, accepted his fate? Maybe not been happy with it. We had his daughter come out on Facebook or whatever and say that, but like ultimately realized, you know what? After the, you know, calling, using, uh, making fun of Catholics and uh, using a Catholics, gay slur. Catholics at, at Xavier. Catholics at Xavier and using a gay slur on on radio. Multiple times. And then getting an embarrassing DUI, second one of your career, uh, in like a month span. We thought he had accepted, like, you know what? Like, I still want to coach, but I, like, I dug my own grave here. I got to resign. But, right? That was kind of what, what the feeling was yeah. a few weeks ago when all that happened. Well, this weekend, um, an attorney for Bob Huggins uh, sent a letter to uh, the university. Um, it's from David A. Campbell. And uh, he is claiming, Bob Huggins, that he did not actually resign from West Virginia, um, but that it was his correspondence resigning did not come from him, but from his wife, June Huggins. Um, the attorney for Huggins is claiming he never gave a formal reg- resignation. Quote, based on press statements, it appears that w- West Virginia is taking the position that Coach Huggins voluntarily resigned and terminated the employing- employment agreement in advance of April 30th, 2024, which is when his contract expires. However, although the press statements purport to have resignation communications directly from Coach Huggins to you and or the athletic director, Coach Huggins has never communicated his resignation to you, the athletic director, or anyone at West Virginia. To the contrary, we understand that the purported resignation is incredibly based on a text message from Coach Huggins' wife. Um, The university on Saturday released an email that was sent from an account belonging to June Huggins to athletic director Ren Baker um, that said, quote, please accept this correspondence as my formal notice of resignation as WVU head basketball coach and as notices of my retirement from West Virginia University effective immediately. Um, The university responded basically saying, like, "Uh, yeah, you did resign. And to that effect, I will say, Remember, there were, like, statements from Bob Huggins. He met with the team and said he had resigned. Like, you know, like, it, this is all very strange and doesn't feel like the end result is going to be Bob Huggins gets his job back. No, but this one actually makes more sense to me than than the Northwestern thing because the Northwestern feels like it's a lot of, like, he said, he said this. Like, there's other elements to play. This one feels pretty simple. Huggins is, they're trying to get, if he resigns, I'm sure he left all the money on the the. Yeah. He was on a one year. Remember they redid his contract. It was like a year to year thing. This to me feels like you say that you don't resign. I mean, it seems likely to me that Huggins is not going to coach again. Would you agree? At least in college. Certainly not at West Virginia, and I would suspect not at a major level. Could he come? You know, could like five years yeah. from now come back at some small school? I'm not precluding that. Yeah, I mean, I, I but to me this felt like. You're saying you didn't resign so that they have to pay you. Is it worth it if you're Bob Huggins? Because, like, I do think... It's about $3 million. I know, but he's, like, a legend at West Virginia. And, like, yeah, like, for right now, the school couldn't embrace him at all. But, like, a couple years from now, 
like he could be like you know like he's like a he's an alum like do you really like if he goes through with all of this it's gonna get nasty and like do you really want that um, I mean, it always that's the other thing is like it always just gets nasty because in the end like you know I mean you Basically, he's getting fired, and it's well, not. And to be my, clear, like he's getting fired, deservedly so. Like, my other question is, like, what was the impetus for this letter? Now, is it like because, like, I mean, like, let's just be real. Yes, West Virginia kept a couple of their big time transfers. They've also lost a few since Huggins resigned. Like three or four of them have gone into the portal to the point that someone who might end up benefiting from Bob Huggins' incident is Malcolm Dandridge, who's now apparently West Virginia has reached out to him. Because well, like they're the trying other, to bring I mean, guys late. I don't know. I, I, the person I actually feel bad for all this is Ren Baker. Mm. Because. The AD. Used to be here at Memphis well, as an associate AD. At first, like, they were going to try to do a, uh, a search. And it, yeah, Remember when we thought his big thing was football coming in? His big problem was going to be what to do with football? And Brad pointed this out to me last week. We got the Big 12 predictions last where, week. Where they picked last? Dead last. Yeah. And the only ones that are in front of them are the new teams. And so you're got to, you know, I think you were feeling like, all right, basketball is at least on decently solid footing. I'm probably going to have to make a decision at some point on football. And now you're sitting there. It's like both feel like they're just kind of dumpster fires. And that's not the job that you wanted. Yeah. Well, at least you can bring in your own guy for each position. Maybe, but I mean, that's the other thing. Like if this all starts, how quickly do they just decide to like clean complete house? And start over. Oh, I think for sure. I mean, this Eilert guy is going to be just an interim for a year. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you just clean everybody. Like, Ren ends up being collateral hey, damage. He just got here this year. He can't be. He's not going to be collateral damage on that. I imagine he's got the least amount of friends. I guess. But I, I can't see him getting. Now, could he get wiped out because he messes up these two hires? Yeah, I could see that happening. Because he's going to have two big-time hires back-to-back. And if they don't pan out, it could be a quick stay for him at West Virginia. Well, I mean, I what, that. and what you're also like now wondering is like, okay, what is the West Virginia? It feels to me like we've had this shakeup of what is a good job. Like, I, I don't know anymore. You know, is, is the West Virginia basketball still uh, a great job? Because they kind of went, you know, they had good success with Beeline. Well, I think it seems like the, 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 it seems like they've got their, at least Huggins had their NIL house in order. Like that, and that's, that was that was why he kept his job after the first incident on the radio, was because he had this great transfer class coming in that they got in the portal. Um, so that's a big there and Northwestern, just a big mess. Wouldn't want to be the AD or making decisions at either of those places right now. This also struck me last week when you start to like realize the this is like the worst point on the calendar for dirty laundry to get aired. Oh yeah, because there's not there's nothing going on. Correct. Yeah, there's nothing going on. It's like so. It's like, like we're talking a lot about summer league. Well, like Jonah Hill's ex girlfriend is like blasting him on Instagram, and now he's having to do like that's like his misogynistic uh, instructions on yeah, how to conduct herself. But like to me, it's like this is like the worst time that you can just like have any dirty laundry aired because everyone just will fixate on him because there's nothing else. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got plenty more on today's show. We got to talk maybe some home run derby. Maybe uh, we got to talk about your Bucky's visit. Oh yeah, um, we've got to talk. We've, we've got a summer league game, a Grizzly summer league game 
in about an hour and a half or so out in Vegas. So lots more to get to. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. ESPN. All right, Mark. They play this at the concert. Yeah, you'll never believe this. They they played this. They played this. <laughs> you, you'll never guess. They they did play this. They also played What's My Age again as well. Really? You'll, you'll never believe it. Whoa. Uh, in honor of my going to see Blink-182, which basically we turned into like a threefer trip, it was okay. me wanting to go see Blink-182. That was my Christmas present. Okay. Uh, baby moon slash anniversary trip. Okay. Like we, we usually just take a trip for our anniversary, but this our anniversary will... Like, basically, we delayed it a week. So, like, this is in honor of that. But So, where'd you, you went to Austin, Texas, We correct? went to Austin, but we stayed in a place called Barton Creek, which is, like, 10 minutes, like, 10 or 15 minutes from downtown. It's kind of like a resorty type thing where you could just, Aaliyah could hang at the pool. They had a golf course, so I could go play some golf. And basically, all we did was sit around and eat a lot and then go to Blink-182. But with the flight schedule, we made the decision, all right, we're just going to leave on Saturday but we couldn't leave until like 6 our flight was like 6:45 p.m. Okay. So we had this giant chunk of, you know, you had to check out at 11. So we've got they like wouldn't this, let you hang out at the pool for the day. I mean, they probably would have, but at that point you've already packed up everything, you know what I mean? Uh, like you, uh, you, you do you really want to like go hang out at the pool and then go get on a flight? Not so we just decided, all right, we'll go explore. So Aaliyah looks, she's like, "Well, we could go to Top Golf." And then we're like, well, we can't really do Top Golf till three, so that next Top Golf, we decided we'd go get In and Out, and then sort it out from there. <laughs> so we get In and Out, and then I've just decided we have no better ideas. What about like walking around Austin? We kind of did that uh, on okay. the day one of the trip, yeah. and right. you've Aust- seen enough. Austin's also not like a great walking city, so the I've two never been there, so. the two things we did were we drove around. UT Austin's campus, and then uh, we we I said I've got to go. I got to see what the hoopla is about. I got to see what these Buckies are all about. Mm, okay, so the closest we got one. one there's one like in Sevierville now, right? Ba- Severe. There's two in Tennessee. Basically, one looks like it's in between Nashville and Birmingham down I-65, and then I think there's another one like if you're going to Knoxville, it's like the halfway point somewhere there. Is it like it's? Tell me, like, uh, so, like, Wawa is, like, a big thing on the East Coast. Is it like Wawa? It seems bigger than Wawa. It's much bigger than that. To me, it's like a truck stop on steroids. Okay. And I'm so, interested. So, you look at the size of these things, and they're not quite like Walmarts, but 
they're building like 75,000 square feet of retail space and and pumps. Like the whole goal is they don't want you to like they have 48 they had 48 gas pumps. Also, wow. for all the the knocks on Elon Musk, I think his crowning achievement is deep in the heart of Texas. I've never seen so many Teslas in my entire life. Like <laughs> he has turned that place into a Tesla town. But I'm sitting there going Tesla territory. And you know me, I've got the I've got, my dad was he, my dad still is a retail sales guy for food and so I love retail. And so I'm sitting there going, "All right, how good of a truck stop can this thing be? I've got to see for myself." Well, you park and you walk in. There's like 700 parking spaces to walk in. Or to to park and then you walk in. And I walked in on the side that was like closest to where they have uh, the refrigerators for drinks and whatnot. And immediately to your left, you have like a grilling section. And Mark, you can get everything from like a pellet grill, gas grill, all your grilling needs right there. Then you make your way to the snacks and candy aisle. And the thing that truly blew me away, Mark, I've never seen this much inventory that was in the right place in my entire time. And most in, admittedly, <laughs> Much of my experience is dealing with Walmart. Like, finding this many things that were in the right place was truly mind-blowing to me. You had, like, 15 icy machines. You had this middle section where it's just barbecue. Like, it was, like, we saw a guy bring out a delicious brisket, start slicing it up, and then you can have made-to-order food. You could take, like, the ready-to-go sandwiches then you move to this next section where it was like the eat, pray, love section where it was like all the stuff that you would see in like 45-year-old white women's homes, like signs, whatnot. Then you had like the licensed inventory, like the Bucky's uh, like mascot, uh, mm-hmm. like dolls and stuff. And then you had like pool accessories. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. And The problem inevitably with things that are based in Texas is Texans have this annoying habit of massively overhyping things because they're just so proud of Texas. I got to tell you, if you went in with an open mind, like, is this some type of generational, like, you know, food establishment that I've never seen before? No. Very good truck stop, though. It but it was like. an unbelievable truck stop. <laughs> uh, this, is ba- what, this is what your Mark, daughter has to look forward Mark, to. They were, We've got nothing to do on vacation. They we're were advertising. A- the managers of the store make two hundred fifty grand. We're on vacation. We could spend another few hours at this resort pool. But, babe, we're Mark, going to Bucky's. They had artwork for sale. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's culture. And most importantly, while I was on the candy aisle, I'm mad at everyone, myself included, hand up. Mark, John may not have his Powerade deal right now. He has Don't a Dunkaroos deal. He has a Dunkaroos deal. There were John Morant Dunkaroos. I'd never seen him before. Yeah, that feels like that would be a big hit here in Memphis. Correct. Yeah, I'm surprised we hadn't heard about it before either. And the beef jerky was as good as advertised. Um, All right, so here's a question for you. All right. Tonight, what would you rather watch? Grizzlies, Cavs, Summer League. Grizzlies going up against Amani Bates in Summer League. Starts at 5 o'clock, I believe. It's on NBA TV, uh, I believe, is the network uh, of choice for, for this Summer League game. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. 
It's not on TV, it appears. Okay. Um, it's just streaming. All right. Is that true? Wow. That stinks. Um, so you got that. So it it's, sounds like our decision's made for us. Yes. Well, I, I but think, let's, let's imagine a universe where we could I watch believe, it. I believe Grind City Media is streaming all the games. Like, you can watch it on their YouTube channel, I believe, um, if you want. Um, or Home Run Derby. You don't have to choose because I think the Home Run Derby will start after. Yeah, it's, you don't really have to make a choice. I like the Home Run Derby. I like the Derby. I think the tweaks they've made have made it better. I like the knockout round and whatnot. I still, like the Home Run Derby is something I can watch in passing. Okay. The thing with Summer League right now is I don't really know, like what are we focusing on? Because, you know, last year at Summer League, the story kind of became Santi. By the way, ESPN News for today's News, game. okay. 207 for DirecTV subscribers out there. What are we What are we watching? Because I watched, you know, I was able at the hotel. Actually, by the way, that hotel, I got pretty good sports selection in terms of, you know, normally when you're held captive when you go to a hotel with your TV viewing, I was able to catch a good amount of the Salt Lake City, the Salt Lake City games. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a lot of the focus is still LaRavia, but it feels like it's been kind of up and down. He had the game two where against Oklahoma City where he was really good and made a bunch of shots. But I, I don't I don't really know like what we're focusing on right now in Summer League because doesn't it feel like much of the conversation for the Grizzlies as it heads towards next season, it's like we're kind of past like what do guys look like in Summer League because it seems to me it's going to be Maybe if one of these guys develops, but like this seems to be kind of. I don't. I, I don't care about summer league very much. I. I. I do not begrudge people who do care about it. We are at a. We are at well, a time enough, on the calendar. There's not enough on TV yeah, to be judgmental right to, now. I'm not I judging agree. you for watching the summer league games. I can tell you, I'm not invested in them. I, I like don't like. What does it matter what they look like in these games? Like honestly, like even if David Roddy was putting up 30 in these games, like I'd want I'd be like, okay, well, let's see him do it in the regular that's, season. That's the biggest problem. It's like, even <laughs> you know? when guys look good, it's like, okay, but this isn't about them looking good for the future. Like we need to know what is one of these guys going to be able to contribute next year. Yeah. And I don't think you can, you're not going to answer that. Yeah. I don't think you can make any, sort I will of say Gigi Jackson has, has been what I want him to be. Yeah. He see, I'll, I'll say this. I was intrigued with him when they drafted him. Yes. And based on, like, I, I watched one of the Salt Lake City games, kind of, like, sort of, and based on what I've read and seen from other people, like, sounds seems kind of intriguing still. You know, now, by intrig- like, I'm not one of those people, there's some people who are like, oh, they got to play him next year. It's like, no, I, I think, like, the he's going to be in, like, yeah, got to play him in South Haven next year, I think is going to be the vibe with him, but... I'm intrigued. Yeah, and to me, like, that's kind of where we are. All right, when we come back, we'll tell your story. The U.S. soccer, the men's team, told a hell of a story last oh, night. We'll discuss that when we come back right here on Gene Adam and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. All right, Mark, for today's Tell Your Story, we go to the U.S. men's national team in the soccer. quarterfinal. In the quarterfinal of the Gold Cup game, they're up one nothing with basically about— Who are they playing? They're playing Canada, and they've okay. basically got—they've got to hold on for about another 90 seconds— and the game is over. They get called for a handball, and it awards Canada a penalty kick. Goes to additional time, excuse me, extra time, 1-1, because Canada makes the kick. 
Canada scores. Canada scores with 100 and, in the 109th minute of extra time, meaning the the Yanks have like 10 minutes to try and get another goal to send it to PKs. They score on an own goal with a lot of traffic to send it to PKs. Matt Turner then stops the first two uh, Canadian efforts, and the U.S. wins 3-2 on PKs. Mark, I've never seen a story told. It was like a it was like a Vince McMahon special. Was the, was the Burhalter guy coaching? No, Burhalter's is not. He's not after correct. the World Cup. So that was the other thing. It's like who do we blame? I'm sitting there going, if, if we lose, who do we blame here? Because it feels like we're kind of in purgatory. Nonetheless, it was a Vince McMahon special. False finishes, everything that you would want. The U.S. moves on. They'll play Panama. On, in San Diego on Wednesday, while Mexico and Jamaica will meet in the other semifinal in Vegas on Wednesday as well. Um, yeah, I thought you were going to. We, we've got other potential candidates. That's pretty good, though. Wembenyama, his story's done. done at yeah. Summer League. Two and done. Two and done, sorry. Two and yeah. done. Two and done and a potential slap mm-hmm. to. Uh, eh, eh, yeah, it seems like. Uh, Brittany. Uh, yeah. uh, Brittany. Brittany. Unreliable narrator. Yeah, yeah, that's, what you're, yeah, yeah. that's what you're implying uh-huh. there. We also got the Blazers GM. Agreeing with what I said at the beginning of the show, they're going to be patient on this Damian Lillard thing. They're going to get uh, what they want out of this deal. My thanks to Jason Munns for joining the program. If you missed anything, it'll be up on the podcast shortly after the program ends. For Mark, this is Jeffrey saying thanks for listening. Keep listening. The Gabe Coon, Gabe Coon Show is coming up next. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.